I think it was like US RS-1 or whatever, but it was a nuclear submarine, and it had these tracks that it could deploy underneath it so it could crawl on the seafloor. Oh my god. Oh, that's cool. It's my two favorite things, all in one. Tracked <sighs> submarine. God damn. It's like a beached whale, but longer. <laughs> yeah. Not to you, to itself. <laughs> Has Callum gotten in yet? Nah. <coughs> yeah, I'm yeah. stopping. Oh, oh, fucking hell. Oh, there he is. Just caught, like, I think I've still got a bit of bloody, um, AK micro balloons flying around the room a bit. <laughs> well, because I got the fan on going on, going underneath the desk at the moment. So, ah, for the dogs, gotta keep them cool. Yeah, hot summer's heat. Yeah, but yeah, I think I accidentally like brushed some of the micro balloons down there, and it's just spreading around the room. So if I start hacking my lungs out, you'll know what it is. Death by micro balloons. It'll be Pretty like. Much. It'll be like Ezra in that one episode. Was it the Shillelagh episode? <laughs> oh, with the bloody uh, extra thin. <laughs> yeah. That's with the kind of guy to drink toxic chemicals and then use it as his personality. Yes. <laughs> you mean like every American ever? <laughs> Guns, bacon, Jesus, and beer. <laughs> oh, God. Guns, bacon, Jesus, and beer. You're not wrong. T-shirt. That said that. You just described Garrison's entire upbringing. <laughs> You're not wrong. Entire upbringing? Well, that's his entire life. No, <laughs> no, no. I love guns and bacon, but the rest can fuck off. Wait, beer? you don't love beer? Okay, actually, uh, wait, no, no, beer can stay, beer can stay. I'm sorry, I was thinking about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the carpenter that everyone thought was some second god. But that's for another episode. Just yeah, let's do pulling the strings. Let's do MMP Christianity. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> philosophy <laughs> episode. <laughs> MMP episode sixty nine. Greg defuncts Christianity. <laughs> oh, the, yes, uh, let's the do it. My on for that episode will be the Anglican Church is not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Get someone on here who believes it too. <laughs> you know what I just noticed. Look at Pinju on the slide. He's wet. He <laughs> is. He's sweating. Oh, oh that fire's hot. I thought they were like bullet holes. Bullet holes. <laughs> what they look like? Shoot our Pinju, bro. You know, Ravi hey, doesn't have bullet the holes. The streets of Nepal. The streets. Hey, the Horizon Island Defense Force exists for a reason. <laughs> That's true. To serve Pinju. <laughs> Garrison, what was it like seeing Ravi? I almost cried. He had a experience. It's like it's my 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 baby. It's my He's son. A mythical being. Cats, but lazier. Yeah. More usable though. Well then, on that note, you are listening to the Mark Machines podcast, and, and this week someone fucking with something. Yeah, Ezra. That's not even Ezra. Never mind, Jack. No, that's me. <laughs> I'm, I'm digging through the tools here. Just Jack, here, I'll let you do the intro. The juice bed. We're recording. Shit. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Wait, shit, are we doing introductions? Yes. Not is literally just trying to say what the fucking first sentence of the episode. Uh, we don't have a subject this week. We decided we're going to just have a nice, relaxed, intimate, sensual episode with you all. 
Sensual. Mm-hmm. I'm consenting now. <laughs> well then, shall we do some introductions? We could skip those. Yeah, fuck you, you Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Jack. We need your interest. My name is Garrison. I'm in Kansas, in my basement, drinking fucking Canadian club whiskey in my coffee. Garrison, take a sip of that real quick for me, eh? Stand by. Let's get, let's get some ASMR here. Mm. Ah. Woo! Put more in there than I thought. Jack, this guy's not <laughs> wasted by the end of the episode. I'm going to be really unhappy. Like, I think we said last time, too. Garrison, I'm going to send you, you a picture of this and show you how much is in there. Garrison, are you sure you didn't... It wasn't you added whiskey to your coffee, you just added coffee to your whiskey? Well, technically, there's about... I don't. It's not half, but it's not one third full. So yeah, I'll show you guys. <laughs> what? <laughs> the American education system. You may have right a now. third of a glass of whiskey. He pulls out a <laughs> comically large glass. Well, go look at a uh, podcast planning. The first big indented line. That's where the whiskey's at. <laughs> how much whiskey I put in there? Jesus. Oh. Ooh. Yep. You got it. That's your goal. You got to get through that entire lot by the uh, end of the episode. No, by the end of the hobby news, because if he gets through it by the end of the episode, then we won't get to enjoy the chaos that will follow. <laughs> <laughs> so you well, want me to fail? Oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna be. Oh, uh, yes. I'm gonna be joining Garrison in the Canadian Club. I'm Callum from New Zealand, and I am enjoying a can of Canadian Club with dry ginger ale. Ooh, this is a pre-mixed nice. RTD, and they are pretty good. These said are about uh, 7%, so this is going to get good. <laughs> My man. I'm also in the Canadian club tonight, but because I'm actually Canadian, I'm Jack. That's what are you it? drinking, Jack? Um, Daniel's. Quick set extra thin. Oh, I, don't I don't have anything. Hey, how do you have quick set? We ran, the entire country ran out of that like three weeks ago. I, I copped it like three weeks ago. You were there. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis, he's the reason. <laughs> Quickset does not smell as good as the original. Oh God! Well, it does not. It, it attacks the senses. It's a bit too spicy. Ezra oh, had asked. Right. Yes. Well, I am Ezra, and because I cannot legally drink, I'm eating an extra large banana. That's <laughs> not a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? <laughs> extra large banana, you say. <laughs> No wonder your audio quality is so good. Mmm, it's tasty. It's got that extra large serving size. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me, Dennis, uh, in Ontario, and I am currently drinking a lime sparkling water. Very fruity. Gay. Just like me. <laughs> <laughs> Just embracing no arguments it. there. <laughs> awesome. Well, shall we just skip the uh, previously planned episode <clears> T55 <throat> and just go right to the hobby news. Penju, penju, penju. Yeah, that's called <laughs> foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> foreshadowing to weeks in advance. Foreshadowing, foreplay, same shit. <laughs> yeah, we, we, like, we like to uh, tickle our audience. <laughs> oh. It's ribbed for their pleasure. In a sensual <laughs> manner. Hey, yo! <laughs> I okay. kind of want this. Pre-loop what have we got, Janus? Okay, so I was at work surfing the internet, as I want to do, and I found this. This is coming out from Meng. This is a German Panther Ausfrung G. This is one of the late versions, and this one's pretty cool because it comes with the FG-1250 active night vision system, which you can see in the bottom 
right picture there. Those are CAD renderings of the parts once they've been assembled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, the Panther from Meng is no stranger to us. They've done a few of them over the years. This one, basically the main difference from the ones that they've done previously, it's a late model G, um, and it has the infrared uh, night night vision system. Other than that, it's, from at least what I can tell, kind of based off the CADs, it's a conventional P- Meng Panther. It's got uh, individual link tracks. Uh, you know, it's got the clear parts, photo Does it have the interior? Part. No. Ah, okay. Actually, I will say it does have a Canon breach, though. Okay. Yeah, so, so there, there is something. But yeah, this is coming out in uh, probably mid-2023, I'm going to say. And yeah. That would make uh, a very good 1946 diorama. I agree. Yes. That that rendering looks really good. I've got Dr- Shanghai Dragon's version of this, mm. and just by the looks of it, Ming's just already looks way better. Yeah, I was going to ask you how they compared. Uh, the box art, 100% Ming. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Shanghai Dragon—they're uh, surprisingly not a crazy amount of parts. Really? Yeah, you would think being a dragon kit, it'd be like you know the two five one I just did, but no, there was like it's like a almost like a Tamiya kit. Hmm. Shout out to uh, Shanghai Dragon. Interesting oh. shout out. <laughs> <laughs> so these are more from Copper State. They're, they're World War One stuff. Which I, I, I need to get my hands on some proper state so stuff. Cool. The so they're, so they're, they're announcing three vehicles. You have a 5.7 centimeter Grusen Far Panzer. I think that's the one in the middle. I think that's got a 57 millimeter cannon on it. Or is that the one? No, they're in no, order. No, that's the right one. Those names are in order. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So that's the one on the right. So that's a turret that's just been uh, dragged along. By a horse usually, and then set up. It's uh, so cool, the boiler thing. <laughs> yeah, and then in the middle you got the the Garford Pudilov heavy armored car, and That's at the cool. and you also have the Auto Blind Auto Blindo Turny Tripoli. I don't know. You'll see it. You'll see it if you're watching the video. But these are all armored cars or artillery. Uh, one of them being. Uh, the stationary turret that's just dragged along by horses and then uh, left in there with some poor sod, so, which is something that I really want to build. It looks great. I've seen one of these in real life, actually, oh, in yeah. Athens. Athens Museum are, had one. This isn't a three-in-one kit, is it? No, no, these are just three. No, releases. these are all separate? Yeah, okay. all separate. But, yeah, so more World War One stuff. I'm loving the World War One trend at the moment. It's so cool. Yes. I'm right there with you. What was it Mini Art that's doing the American Expeditionary Forces, right? That's ICM. ICM. Mm-hmm. ICM, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. I was to say, uh, I think all of us are here for the exact same model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gimme, 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 gimme. Yeah. HIDF that shit. I was going to say HIDF has got thermals on it. <laughs> got some poor swamp kid pulling you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, what's next? Ah, so the, um, interesting. The Academy have announced something. Uh, is, when was the last time Academy actually like released anything? I thought this isn't new tooling, is it? They did a uh, Panzer III uh, DAK. This is going back. I want to say like two years ago. 
at least. Yeah, and it had Lincoln like tracks and all that. It came out the Panzer two, I think, last year. Mm. Ezra would know. Of course, Ezra would know. Yeah. Yes, I am subscribed to Fine Scale Modeler. But yeah, so this is an SDKF two five one A B C, whichever one I can't remember. Uh, it seems like it's got some new parts to it. So there was a so they released this in twenty twenty, I believe, and then they've just put new. They've got they're releasing it with new parts and probably some new decals as well. So uh, yeah, just another. That's new tooling one. as of twenty twenty. Yes, so, um, huh. I was having a look at scale mates. That doesn't show any history beyond before it. Have you seen any reviews on the the fit and whatnot? No, no, I haven't. I didn't dive too deep into it. Nobody so bought this kit. Let <laughs> me go out on a limb here. This is probably going to be. It depends. It all depends on the tracks. Calm. Do you know if these are vinyl tracks or Lincoln length? Uh, my guess being Academy, probably vinyl, but. Well, here's the deal. If they're length and length, this could be arguably one of the better 251 kits in its price range. How much if is it's it? vinyl, it's, you may as well get the old Tamiya one. How much Usually, is Academy is like cheaper at Tamiya. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, okay. I, you know what? This is one kit, I think, because um, their Panzer III actually got really good reviews. Um, Did it have length and length? Yeah, length and length. Again, yeah. there's, not, there's nothing wrong with Academy. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few things wrong with Academy. Now, I, I got Academy's uh, M1A1 Abrams from Iraq 03. It looked like it was a pretty good kit. No, in all seriousness, this looks like it'd be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We should get Floki to build it. He loves yeah. D5 ones. Yeah, it's true. It I'd never buy it myself, but. <laughs> you know what? Jack. It, it is nice because it'll probably be a good, like, you've got the uh, AFV club. And uh, what are the other ones? The Dragon 251s on the top end of the scale. You got the old Tamiya kit on the bottom end. Maybe this will be a good you know, mid-range kit. Hopefully. Yeah. Maybe, that's maybe they'll do what Dragon. Yeah, maybe they'll do what Dragon did and just start expanding with different variants, but keep it like that middle class, if you would. Interesting. We'll see. Yeah, interesting. Uh, <laughs> maybe uh, it's coming out with another one of those three-wheeler tempos. Yes. Uh, this one, as far as I can tell, it's basically the same kit. It's just got a delivery box on the back. I'm sorry, but who builds these? Like, I would Me. if they weren't so expensive. That thing's yeah. cool. Yeah. I'll buy one. The fuck's would, wrong with you? That would make a great <laughs> early, like pre-war German Germany uh, diorama or something like that. You're right. Well, hell, you could still you could even do like a like a late war too, like a like a makeshift ambulance at the Battle of Berlin. Well, yeah. actually, yeah, because these were used up into the late fifties. For some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think in I think in Germany they didn't have a lot of options after forty five. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Something like an economic collapse or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, some, something happened, and yeah, they went. They didn't come out too well. They. Eh? <laughs> I do like Shit. the. Uh... <laughs> I I want the to. Uh... theme. Yeah, yeah, it's my ringtone. I'm sorry, I was getting a call. Oh my god! Say hi to him for us. <laughs> I want to apologize. I'm you picked that up, Jack. I'm from <laughs> I'm from that generation. Oh, such a good show. Uh, Dennis, I would like to apologize for what I said about that Shanghai Dragon kit earlier. Uh, I decided to get it out and look, and I was mistaken. I thought it was like five sprues, but it was like fucking. 
two, three, four, oh, no. five, He's six, counting. seven, eight, nine, nine spurs. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> hey, Granted, hey, four of them are tracks, but... Four of them are tracks? Are you kidding yeah. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> I do like how this thing has suicide doors. I think that's pretty gangster of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All or nothing, baby. That's pretty classy. I gotta Does... give it to the Germans. I take it that comes with a full interior. And stuff oh my god! Oh, what, Jack? That the Ontos. Oh, oh, oh I want to go. Yeah, I just want to say one thing as well. If the On the Bench podcast happens to listen to this episode, you guys are completely and utterly wrong about the Ontos. It is a wonderful little vehicle. We love it. It is great. It looks awesome. You need to rescind your comments. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Count, was On the Bench talking sweet about our Ontos? No, they don't like it. They don't like the Ontos. Tell them Why to fight not? <laughs> they think it's ugly. It is not, not ugly. Look at oh. thing. <laughs> of all the things that are, that's wrong with it, it is not ugly. It is not ugly. It is purposeful. It is designed to do a job. <laughs> it's cute. It's it like Wally with fucking beauty. guns. <laughs> Wally but armed with rifles. <laughs> I don't get how you could not like it. I mean, think about it. Dude, we all like the, the, the 106, right? We all like the recoilless rifle. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Now you get six of them. It's six times better. Yeah, <laughs> and it's better. and it's cute. It's little, it's a little small boy. It is. It's oh, literally it's Wally cool. with fucking recoilless guns. It's the yeah. most HIDF tank ever. Exactly. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, and look at that figure that comes with it. I was like, going to say. Yeah, the detail in this kit looks insane. Uh, see, for me at least, this is the first one to sixteen scale kit from Tacom. I'm like. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get I'm, this one. I'm right I there mean, with didn't, you. Didn't they release a 16 scale Ontos a, a year ago? They What's teased that? it. I think this is the first time that we're actually getting like proper information about it. Oh right, though it was still in the works. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should uh, do right. actual like Ontos group build. We're like you specifically build this kit. Yeah, I'd, I'd be down. like that. Yeah, I'd like to do that. I doubt it'll be a. <clears throat> I doubt it'll come to New Zealand. Yeah, Cal's yeah, gonna end up paying that. a fortune for it <laughs> it'd be worth it yeah, yeah it'd be like the tadpole pretty much wait looking at these renders it looks like um it has ammo storage it does on, like the very back and, and yep. look at that they even like got drops... the correct beehive pattern those look mm. great those that's look so, so cool. cool those tracks look really nice yeah honestly this is like the interior too like you could leave the back doors open and you would see so much oh, yeah, yeah exactly I, I'm I'm not into the ones the 16th scale. They look I don't like the look of them. But this I would get. This is the only 16th scale I would get. Well, and it's going to be a good size in 16th as well. Yeah, because like, yeah. the Antlus is not a big vehicle. So in 16th scale, yeah, it's going to be big. It'll be probably a little bit bigger than 35th scale models. But well, it's it'll be like 20... the size of like a 35th scale Panther or something. Yeah, yeah. It's only 24 centimeters long. That's still shorter than the tadpole I built. And you know what? Yeah. At that size, you'll, you'll, I think with this one, because there's so many different parts to it, between the recoilless rifles, the weird hull, all the parts and you know, on the interior, you'd actually be able to have some fun with just you know, detailing it and weathering it and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this would be a fun idea. model to just build. Like. Yeah. Well, because also what you could do, since the Marines use them, you could do it. Could do a... Uh, Diorama where it's where it's going over a bridge or being half semi-submerged to something. 
Which Marines? The U.S. Marines or the Horizon Islands Marines? <laughs> Both. Uh, <laughs> yeah, supposed to be an airborne tank, and it ended up being used by the Marines, not the airborne troops. Yeah, there's so much you could do with that. Shout out to Tacom for finally getting it right with one to sixteen. Yes. Tacom, give me a goddamn M26. <laughs> Don't give him an M26. Just keep keep teasing him. No, blue ball on me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's Hello. Gecko. Hello. These are uh, four releases from Gecko. So you've got ah. a Panzer II. It's a B. So the Panzer II B, I believe. It's really early, early mm -hmm. Panzer II. Blitzkrieg. Uh, <laughs> then, hang on. I've got, got the names for the other ones. Uh, I want that Panzer II. Yeah. No, I've already got a Panzer II. I don't need another one. I do. <laughs> yeah, also, <laughs> the Panzer II is overrated. I feel. I, I think the Panzer, the Panzer II is a cooler yes. design. But but it's like the 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 image of the Blitzkrieg is that in motorcycles? Yeah. 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 So that's um. So the other things we have is if you look at the bottom bottom left, that is a. British World War II tractor, 4x4 four, four four field artillery. So a C8 Mark II early. Finally. That should get Don revved up, shouldn't it? It's getting yeah. revved up, finally. Like the, the <laughs> yeah, the Regiment Museum has one of those. The, they were well, pulling we, it in when I went. We've got one in that color, too. Yeah, yeah, you're oh, right. Nice. Yeah, which is nice because the uh, previously all there was was that old Tamiya kit, which wasn't bad, but this will be so good. Does yep. it come with the artillery that it's pulling? Uh, I, oh no, I don't think it does. Uh, it, it there are no sayings. We really do not expect a gun to be included. Um, so, mm. you you never know. They might include it. They might not. Uh, maybe they should redo their fucking box art. Mm. <laughs> Dicks. Uh, top right, you've got the same vehicle, but it's a C8 Quad Mark II. It's the late version. So that's ah. in North Africa. Mm -hmm. Actually, we got one of these uh, over here. I saw one at a uh, air show recently. That's nice. right, because I sent, I bombed Dennis with a whole bunch of photos of it. You did, yes. Because that one was a proper Canadian built one as well that we stole. <laughs> Devious leg. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, so the bottom right uh, is basically the Germans have captured one. So it's a butte wagon. So the, and then the, so it mentions a 7.5cm Pack 40 <laughs> anti-tank gun tractor C8 butte wagon. So, um, doo -doo -doo. so the later model truck here seeing an A boxing with captured vehicle deals decals as the choices. We do not know if it features any soldiers, the shell casings, or the towed gun as of yet. Mm -hmm. I think if they don't include those, that's like you can't have a gun tractor and not have the gun. You yeah, know? That's yeah, just... or even the figures if it's that open top one. Like, come yeah. on, yeah. I mean, what was the thought process behind that one? They're like, Hans, we need some more um, ventilation. Lost <laughs> <laughs> customs. <laughs> they got the cabrio version. What are Gecko models like? I've never built one. I've heard I, they're good. I've heard they're I, like Bronco. Yeah, same. Oh yeah. Next. Oh, oh yeah! Oh yes. man, this I want. Okay, mini art. 
This, right, this is, is a HIDF. So this is a um, the British B type armored lorry. Uh, it's basically a World War One armored truck, and it looks amazing. It's cool. I do like the Royal Navy colors. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. So Minia are finally coming out with something that isn't a Panzer IV or a T fifty five. Can you believe it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dennis, we should get these, get some uh, aftermarket rims for them and slam them. Oh, oh, my, God. <laughs> oh my God, no. Throw them in the display case at running. Great I Hobbies. I've 3D printer up and running so I could do like aero discs or something like that. Yes. So I the, want that, but I want to put four-wheel drive tires on it. and then Get like the AliExpress underglow. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, so the one they're showing for this kit is for the Motor Bandits, uh, Royal Navy Air Sur- Service. Uh, they are based in Dunkirk and Antwerp, uh, autumn 1914. So I think if I bought this, I have about three Lewis guns left over from the Mark IV. Oh, God. I would definitely put one on this. That's nice. It's That's quite, such yeah, a nice kit. Uh, you can see why I love the World War One and interwar stuff, can't you? It's just, as a model subject, they are so cool. And they have yeah, so yeah, yeah look at that British. thing. They have so much detail as well. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Well, Thunder Models Ooh. has made a return to 35th scale, and this time they're oh, coming out with the Morris C9B, uh, the late version, which carried the Bofors 40mm anti-aircraft gun. Um, so very similar to the one that uh, Gecko was coming out with. But uh, this one's going to be the one which basically on the bed has the uh, Bofors gun, and this was used by the British, Canadians, the Australians, and New Zealand, Kiwis, I believe. That's we, pretty we sweet. We probably oh. had something like that. We had a lot probably, of those yeah. Morris. So this is what always shoots me down an aisle too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be pretty cool though. Oh yeah. I'm loving the uh, stabilizers on there. I was going to say, those yeah. are pretty good. Oh, that's cool. I didn't notice those first. Uh, yeah, they camouflage. camouflage. <laughs> they are camouflage. <laughs> How the fucking sticks come with it? Clearly it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to Thunder Models. This looks pretty good. Oh, uh, we got oh, oh, hello. We have a new M3 Lee from I Love Kit. So oh, expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so isn't I Love Kit just? Um, it, it's. Uh, I want to say Tech on or Trumpeter. No, no, no. It's a Hobby Trumpeter. Boss Trumpeter. Yeah. I Love Kit. Uh, there's another one. Gallery. They're all the same. Okay. But yeah, so this is just another M3 Lee. It's not even A1 or anything. It's just the M M3 early, so it's all riveted, riveted, not welded. Which good. I like yeah, the rivets. That, that could, yeah, yeah, that gives me more incentive to buy this one. I like rivets on a tank. But supposedly it's supposed to be pretty good. It's brand new. So you got two markings. Uh, you have the one shown, which is for the Americans. And you have a Soviet lend lease one. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. Interestingly, the Canadians also used this specific uh, M3 for a period of time. Ah, that's cool. Oh, um, this also comes with movable tracks uh, with included pins for Whoa, it. So, ooh, that's not bad. Uh, so, yeah. so there'll be a nightmare to put together. But. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've been looking at this. Uh, I had a look at the sprues, and yeah, you're looking at multi. Yeah, you what? 
Fuck that. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah moving along. No one wants to scan yeah, anymore. Mixed, mixed. Mia. Uh, Mini Art has continued to release some new figure sets. This one oh, is okay. uh, Paratroopers in a Cafe. This is pretty cool. That would be really cool to put on like a cafe dio with German prisoners walking by. Hmm. Bro, the Mini Art painters are just was... like so good. Shut up, oh, yeah. whoever they are painting for this. Yeah. Very oh, artistic. Yeah. Though his Artistic. foam on his beers kind of gray. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> well, I mean, it's war. You take what you can get. <laughs> <laughs> so Ooh, got... atrocious box art. Wow, look at That's that. Yeah. Holy <laughs> fuck. So, Wait, no, didn't... Dragons release these kits already, I think. No, these are brand new releases, apparently. Oh, uh, God, that makes it even worse. <laughs> box art. I, I literally had a T-34 with that, ex- same, that same box art. Yeah, the, these are 2022 releases with uh, new parts in them. New parts or new tooling? But why the same box art? Like, because it saves original. money. Yeah. yeah. So this is uh, new parts from... The original tooling is 1997, and then everything mm. after has just been updated new parts and stuff. So no, do not get these. Dragon in the 90s had horrible accuracy problems. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, God. There's so many other better T-34 kits. Like, I'd even... The Academy Bedspring kit is a lot better than this kit. I want to do a I... T-34 in Berlin with bedsprings. Get the Academy kit. It's really good, actually. It's the best academy kit I've built. Is it a photo witch or? Yeah, it's photo witch. It's they've even the hull is like pre textured and every, or the turret is pre textured and everything. Like oh, Lincoln nice. Lake yeah, tracks. Cool. Yeah, uh, it's really good. Yes, Ezra, I can confirm these are the exact same box arts as they used in two thousand and six and two thousand and seven. I was gonna say because I've built nice. that T thirty four eighty five mod nineteen forty four, and it's honestly a really good kit. Came with magic tracks and a metal barrel. Is that the one that you uh, put in your 2022 highlights? Yes. Oh yeah, that turned oh, out good. That one. Never mind. We changed our opinion on these. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Just dragon. Oh. <laughs> Oh, and oh. we have oh, what oh, the oh. fuck is that? So, FX at the beginning of the year always shows off their year's releases. <laughs> wow, um, they are showing off <laughs> among a bunch of um, <laughs> among a bunch of you know new decal, new boxes, and all of that. Uh, they've got two brand new ones, although they you could ha- could dispute one of them. So in 48 scale, they're going to be releasing a Fairy Gannet, I which will have full interior and all of that. I, I'm with Dennis on this one. It's ugly as hell, but I want to. That will be a yeah, very good kit. Beautiful. It's like the Antos. <laughs> no, yeah. it's like no. the um, And they are also in 35th, they're releasing a vehicle, the Ferret Scout Car Mark II. Yeah, so Dennis, buy had, that. Dennis had some reservations on this one. I, I, I have Guys. one. I, I want to talk directly to whoever at Airfix uh, worked on this <laughs> kit. Uh, to the Airfix representative listening to this episode, why in your promotions would you say that you would you show CADs of the radios and say, yeah, we give you two different types of radios in this kit when the radios are buried behind the driver's compartment 
which does not exist in this kit. You have given us radios and no other interior. How does that make sense? <laughs> if you open up a hash to show the radio, you must also don't, show the rest Don't of the argue it, Dennis. They're giving it to you for HIDF purposes. Um, guys, yeah, I'll you see, save them for later. I'll be right back. My friend just says outside of my house and I should check my mailbox. I'll be right back. Oh, God. oh no, don't check the your mailbox, Ezra. <laughs> He's not coming back. Boom. I'll be right back. <laughs> Oh, this is the same guy who I posted the picture with who looked dead. His soulless is, uh, black eyes. I'll Tom, be right listen, back. Tom, Tom, listen to this He's the flaw of the Hurt back. Locker. Say what now? Listen, this is the flaw of the Hurt Locker. No idea. I haven't seen it, but um, if we hear anything in the background, we'll cross that bridge when we yeah. get to it. Anyway, Airfix, Airfix, I, I, yeah. you have dropped the ball magnificently. <laughs> They tend uh, to do that, don't they? Yeah. What what Airfix is also doing at the moment is they've released they're releasing a lot of boxes um like a Spitfire was it Spitfire? Lancaster I wanna say a Harrier. Like they, they release about five boxes um of standard aircraft and then they're including the F thirty five with them all. Um, as well as selling the F-35 by itself. I have a feeling the their F-35 kit is not selling well. <laughs> there were words about the F-35 prior to recording. <laughs> yeah. Tamiya killed the market. Yeah. Tamiya made the definitive one. Everyone else, because there was about four F-35 releases afterwards, but they were a lot quieter than Tamiya's, and... <laughs> These streets been real quiet ever since that F-35 dropped. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. That was quick. Damn it. You're alone. <laughs> well, we okay. lost a bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, in my mailbox, I found a rock with okay. a smiley face written on it that I think says Rocco wants rail with an exclamation mark at the end. Those he wants you to get railed. Yeah, interesting. That's a, that's a request for consent. <laughs> so put yes and put it back in your mailbox. And when you wake up at like 2 or 3 in the morning to something that shouldn't be where it's supposed to not be, just remember you consented. Not That's just the postman, don't not. worry. <laughs> One sec, I'll send a picture of it. Um, Next. Add it yeah, to continue. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Well, we Dennis, have, uh, this is where you're wrong. Up. We, shut up. I, 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 I will die on the sale. He hasn't even said up. anything. He's not wrong. Yet. Ezra, let him, let him announce it. Ezra, I know you're excited about the rock your boyfriend gave you, but that doesn't ex- <laughs> let you just supersede my introduction. We have a segment on this podcast called A Hill to Die On. And on A Hill to Die On, one of us comes on with a really crappy take and the rest of us crucify him for it. And this week we have Ezra. Hello. Yes. Um, Ezra, you're racist. You can't say that about Mexicans. But AK's Mexican, right? So with a last name like that, ain't you one of them? <laughs> no, AK is Mexican, right? No, it's Spanish. I don't know Spanish. Oh, you can't say that about Mexicans either. Ezra, <laughs> what? I just called them silly. In Spanish. You, you didn't know that AK was Spanish? No, I thought Ammo was Spanish and AK was Mexican. They're all the Ezra, same. Ezra, what are Vallejo? No, 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 no. Not the God. <laughs> 
<laughs> that context was bad. Uh. Okay. Well, so yes. So my take is that um, Walmart Rust-Oleum uh, spray paint can stand up to any AK metallic. And to demonstrate, I've posted some pictures of a wing of a 172nd scale B36 I'm working on that has just been base coated. Foreshadowing. As you can see, it has a nice shine to it. Are you going to polish that? I am not. If anything, I'm going to make it look grimy and greasy. Nope, you're going to polish it and then you you're should add polish it. it. Yeah. Make it a mirror. Yeah, make it a mirror and then add grease to it. Oh. Hmm. But yeah, no, I still need to like spray a second color on there, a slightly darker metal. Honestly, mm. I can't even argue with this with you on this one because honestly, AK Extreme Metals are a scam. It's AK. It's it is a scam. Yeah. If you were going to say that the uh, Ristolium was better than their Super Chrome, then you'd have a fight. But nah, Extreme Metal sucks. Well, doesn't your Super Chrome have a problem with rubbing off? <laughs> see, see. This spray paint will not rub off and is therefore superior to your stupid AK chrome. Lizard, don't you have a problem with rubbing off? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Appreciate that. <laughs> that was foul. <laughs> Where's your Viagra, Ezra? <laughs> Jack's the kind of guy in the hockey game who just like slam body check Ezra into the boards. <laughs> and that's Mostly. why I play golf. That that peacemaker is looking very nice, Ezra. Thank you. But polish that paint, because the nice thing about Rustolium is that it's going to be nice and thick. So just polish it. It's not, though. It goes down really thin. Polish and it, it. it's slightly transparent as well for the first like two two layers. I'm hearing a lot of excuses. How many layers are you doing on this? Like, uh, are you that filling was... up panel lines? Oh, no. They're they're all raised. You can't fill them. <laughs> okay, did you scribe them, at least? I did not rescribe them. Mm. Did you rescribe them? No, Dennis. No one has time for that shit. Rescribing panel lines. Exams. No, no, no. Rescribing panel lines on a 40-inch wingspan aircraft. That's also a bare metal finish. Seems like too much work. But it would look good. It would True. look pretty good. Fuck, guys, I got, I gotta mute myself. I'm, I'm getting spam called right now by the person who left me the rock. I'll be right back. Oh god, tell, tell that horn dog to keep it in his pants just until the end of the episode. Calum, you've been real quiet lately. I know you <laughs> use extreme metal. What say you? I mean, I like them. Um, I use because I've got polished and white aluminium, and you know, everyone says, "Oh, you got to you know do black base and stuff like that." I Honestly, all my metallics, I've just been spraying onto straight plastic, and actually, they come Ooh. out just fine. You know, like they come out, you know, nice and shiny. There's a good, good coverage. Yeah, they're they're just great. I do you I like polish them. Your do you like buff them at all? No, no. Um, purely because I haven't tried. I might, I might try it. Don't know. I'm gonna be honest, Callum. You seem like a Rustolium kind of guy. Honestly, yeah, Callum's I'm a Rustolium kind of guy. Spray cans. <laughs> I use spray cans. Nah, I don't. I don't like spray cans that much. Yeah, it's because I had to spell fewer. I don't like spray cans. It's rough and it gets everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more. 
It's more I have to go outside to do it. Ugh. Who wants to do that? <laughs> Not always go outside. Yeah. But no, I, I, AKs are fine. I mean, tad pricey, yes. But, I mean, for something that can, you can just go, you can literally just grab your airbrush, pour it straight in and immediately start spraying. That's kind of, that kind of evens it out. You know, you don't have to try and get your thinner and get the uh, ratio balanced and all of that. So, you know, I mean, pros and cons. I mean, it's not yeah. absolutely perfect, but for what it is, it's pretty damn good. Yeah. Well, that was the hill to die on. <laughs> Our defender has left. Or he has. He, he's forfeited, so <clears throat> by default, he fell uh, back. William sucks. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> It's my I mean, primer, goddammit. He's just got to learn how to turn his phone off and he'll be fine. <laughs> you know, that, that will sort out the spam calls. He has to set boundaries, man. Yeah. I want y'all to know that I'm two-thirds done with this cup. Ooh. You're getting there. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Autoloader Decals. Have you wandered around the shelves of your local hobby store and found that perfect model kit? Great tooling, fun to build, and look, you remember seeing the subject. Perhaps it was a truck in the ubiquitous white UN paint scheme in the newspaper, or maybe it was a Sherman tank from your local armor unit. Everything is lining up for a fantastic new project, one with a more interesting connection to yourself, instead of a project derived from a history book. Then you open the kit, and there are none of those specific markings to be found. Water slide decals really put the final touch on a model, and unfortunately for the model maker, most kit manufacturers won't put too much time into designing decals that produce a finished model in anything but its most stereotypical form. That's why Autoloader Decals exists. It is their sincere hope that you'll be able to find as much enjoyment using these special water slides as they have. Autoloader Decal pro products are primarily focused on Canadian subjects, but in general if you're looking for markings that represent vehicles from lesser known parts of modern history, chances are you might just be able to find something worth trying. The water slide decals are printed through an inkjet printer and sealed with a high quality varnish to ensure their strength on the model. Unlike most other water slides, these decals only need to be submerged for a few seconds and can be placed right onto the model. They are incredibly tough and won't yellow over time. For an added benefit, decals intended for 1 to 35 scale are treated with a special varnish that gives a subtle, painted on look that's both in scale and more realistic than other brands offerings. All the products currently in production are listed in the store page. If you have a custom design you would like to order, the best way of making this order is to send an email through the contact page. Generally, the cost of a custom order will be 40-50% to 50 higher than any products that are in stock to account for labour. Also, as a special deal, if you, have, if you are ordering a set of custom decals and you mention the Micro Machines podcast, you will receive a free exclusive MMP Pinju decal with your order. So next time you're looking to build a specific or unique vehicle, look towards Autoloader decals. Just go to www.autoloadermodels.ca for all your water slide decal needs. And now, back to the show. Alright, what are we going to talk about next? Whip that ass. Ooh. So I'm up first, so I finally finished my Battle of the Bulge uh, submission with my Sturmpanzer for Broomba. I finally, this is, I think this is the first group build I've done where I've finished on time. Or even, no, I'm actually early by 10 days. So oh, There's only 10 days left? Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Pull I'm finger. Yeah. 
Actually, Dennis, what have you been doing for yours? <laughs> Nothing. I'm not participating. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. But oh, so I so just before the the we were started recording, I managed to get all the small stuff, like all the stowage stuff, um, painted on and glued down and to get the snow on. So I was using the AK micro micro balloons, snow micro balloons, um, just painting with thinned white uh, thinned white glue around areas that you know I want snow to stay stick on. And you just sprinkle it over, shake it off, and yeah, it comes out really good. That's so, really really nice, subtle looking snow too. That is mm. micro balloons are a lot of fun. They are so cool. They're, um, it's incredible how fine they are as well. Like it's yeah. They're just awesome. Almost, almost as if they're a severe respiratory hazard, eh, Calum? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, so just you, you, so I was just putting uh, snow on flat surfaces to, um, or just like in crevices and stuff, where it just kind of build up and you just wouldn't bother with it. So, especially like around the tow, the uh, towing cable along the front, I had a lot of fun uh, with that one, but. Yeah, other than that, it's on the shelf, it's done, and yeah. Looks good. Oh, wonderful entry into the group build. Mm. Yes, really, yeah. Nice. I love that packed snow on the, the front and the back. Looks really yeah. good. Yeah, I'm, I was actually surprised how well it came out. <laughs> Would you recommend this kit, Callum? Uh, the kit, uh, this is... Tamiya has two Brumbar kits. This one is the 1973 one. Ooh. So it's a, so it's old Tamiya. I think the and this is the early version of the Brumbar. The other one I think is much later. I think it's probably like 2000s or something like that. And that's the late and that's also the late Brumbar. So on the uh, on the front there top right you'd have a machine gunner. Uh, hull gunner there so but even if you pick this up dirt cheap it's still a really good kit so the only thing is the rubber band tracks aren't the best and it's got the um you know the earlier tamiya where you put the uh the top chassis onto the bottom and you got those big holes underneath that you can't really see unless you flip the tank over you know like right underneath fenders and stuff yeah it's got that but you know in the long, long scheme of things, you don't really notice it. So it's, yeah, honestly, a really good kit. The uh, side skirts and stuff, they fit, all fit really well. Like last time I tried using, making side skirts was my Academy Panzer Four, and that was shit, basically. Didn't fit that well. So now nah, this is a good kit. It's like I had the whole kit built in, what, a day? So very nice. Yeah. How many sprues was it? Uh, three, three. Okay. Yep. Nice. Right on, dude. So yeah, the only downside to doing like something with a Panzer four is you got eight road wheels per side with tires that you got to paint. That's why, why I it took me. My Panzer four yet. Yeah, that's why it's uh, taking me so long. I was just, I just, I was just procrastinating on doing the wheels. <laughs> I hate that. Wheels are my least favorite part. Yeah. Now I've, I've bought myself some uh, circular stencils. So now if I'm oh, going to do road wheels, investment. yeah, so now it's going to be spray, spray it all the tire color and then just pick the right size and then spray the interior. Um, Dude, that yeah. is so smart. Yeah. Cause I'm over doing the bloody hand painting and, ugh. did you get the, the wheel stencil from Allie? 
No, this is just a generic circle stencil uh, plate from a art store. I'm sure it's probably oh, the shit. same as one you would get from Ali, though. Yeah, probably. No, I mean, I'm, I matched it. I matched it up with the uh, with the kit wheels, and there is a size that fits those wheels perfectly. So, yeah. Nice. Very nice, Calum. Yeah. Well done. Who's next? Oh. Oh, oh my! Oh my! <laughs> well, second semester has started up for me, so uh, model machine back to being broke. Although I will say, I am uh, currently three D printing two one to one hundred scale uh, IGN commies. We'll see how those turn out. Oh, you got yeah. your printer up, nice. Yeah, I, I took it to work, so now uh, Aaron's got two printers to work with. <laughs> oh, yeah, the HIDF uh, Tomobile uh, continues to take shape. Just threw all my uh, HIDF figures on for scale there. Uh, I guess uh, related news, uh, the Micro Machines podcast had their first field trip. Uh, Jack and I went to Toronto. We went to Wheels and Wings, spent, what was it, three hours in there? Oh, yeah, it was a yeah. while. Uh, we picked up Lucky some bastards. cool things. We had sushi at a train station on off of a bench. It was, uh, it was good that, sushi. That thing, that stuff was busted. It was crazy. You have to go like the really hole in the wall places, which like don't pass their health inspections. <laughs> that that tuna was way too cheap. Yeah, kids in the corner doing their homework. That tuna. <laughs> but yeah, and so while we were at Wheels of Wings, I picked up this Meng PLA ZTQ15 in one seventy two scale for twenty bucks. Um, I built it over the course of two hours, and. Honestly, from 1 to 72, there were only two points of it that weren't good. The tracks did not have inter interface detail, Ugh. and the uh, bar armor was too thick. But other than you that, can barely notice that interface detail, though. Other than that, it was a really, really nice kit. I really enjoyed it, and it had really decent detail. Yeah, yeah, so, that, that looks like a good kit. Yeah, it was actually pretty fun. Huh? Nice. Yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> oh, dang it. I added another picture. Can you reload the slides, no. Dennis? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, because right. then he's, he's going to not give him the context. Him. <laughs> well, uh, here's my 172nd scale uh, Ravel Monogram B36 all finally slammed together. That thing yeah, is you... fucking big. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is quite large. Like, where are you even going to store that? Like, display it? Uh, I'm thinking of either hanging it on my wall, like, I was say that has to be hung. Like, <laughs> like, like hanging it vertically against my wall. You'd have to make sure whatever you're, you'd have to make sure whatever you're attaching to it, it to is definitely a frame and not jib board oh, yeah. or drywall, whatever you guys call it. Oh, yeah. And, or I'm going to. Put it on a on a base in flight with the wheels retracting, and then donate it to the uh, local military museum. That would be cool. Mm. That's yeah, that would be cool. pretty cool. Because it's like really dark in there and moody, and that would reflect super nice off of the bare metal finish. So, are you doing bare metal finish for the entire thing, or is it just the wings? Oh, it's the whole thing, except for like the direct bottom and half of the wings, the bottom of the wings. What are you uh, doing right. for those? Uh, that's going to be white. Anti-flash. Okay. Yeah. So Ezra, remember, you have to paint it all chrome, 
polish it to a perfect mirror finish, and then you can mother it. Bet. Sounds sounds like a plan. The only problem with this kit was the raised panel lines. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah they were so fine. <laughs> that's, a, it, that's a sizable problem. Yeah, so it was a Deal bitch breaker. to try to get rid of the uh, giant seam line down the middle. So that's the only place I could see a problem with having a pristine polished finish is you'll be able to see where some of the panel lines got sanded off. Mm. This There's probably a way around me. that. Yeah. I just feel like the wings are on backwards just because of what, the way the engines are facing. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I bet I could use some like stretched sprue and like lay down one side and then like stretch it. I'm like too tipsy for this. Some super, super thin stretch sprue. I don't know. So so creating raised panel lines? Yeah. Okay. That's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, yeah, ordered, uh, I ordered masks for it, because I don't want to have to paint. I don't have to want to mask each individual panel. That's fair. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I closed up the bomb bay because I'm building it as a RB36, not a regular B36. So. What's that, the uh, recon version? Yes, so it has a big bulge at the, <laughs> at the front. <laughs> hey, <know>. yo. Um, <laughs> right under the canopy, there's a big bulge, and then at the back, there's three big bulges. Damn. Three for free? <laughs> so, yeah. Is that what you were gonna add to the slides? No, no. I was gonna add oh. a picture of me in my uh, uh, mascot suit. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't reload the slides. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can see this thing's genuinely massive. Yeah, damn, that's impressive. We should all be so lucky. <laughs> Only if. <laughs> Only if. Ooh. Ooh. Hello, I am Hello. back from the dead and have a finished product that's worth showing. Yay. This is my Dragon uh, 135th 251-17 off D with a 2cm autocannon. Uh, made for the fewer Grenadier Brigade the, before they pushed on the Americans on December 24th, 1944. Uh yeah, it's finished for the time being. I gotta add three figures and then finish the base for it, and it'll be done. But ta-da! I, I will say I've watched this thing from like the first stage of being built. Garrison, you really did a great job with this, buddy. The scratches Thanks, are insane. Yeah, I like I love the whitewash you did. Yeah, the, the scratches were the best part for me. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate it, fellas. Did you use uh, was... chipping fluid for them? Uh, no, I actually went with uh, hairspray. First time trying the hairspray method. Mm. And I let it sit for a little while, so it'd be harder to get off. And it it was nice. Cool. Looks Works great. really well. Yeah. yeah. Really well done, man. I, uh, I enjoyed... I broke the fucking antenna on the second to last picture, uh, which pisses me off, because I've had to, like finagle this thing in weird angles with my hand like hovering over the antenna putting a lot of pressure in certain spots and i Man. never broke the antenna once and the second to last picture i snapped that bitch and i i just got really upset but maybe you can make a new one out of stretch 
Sprue. Mate, I might just paint the top and call it good because I found the piece that snapped off, and then in my tipsy state, I left it in the fucking <laughs> photo booth, <laughs> and I flung that bitch around so it's somewhere in the basement, and yeah, but it was fun. I had a good time, and I used that Vallejo thick mud and earth texture stuff to add two different layers of mud. That stuff, I. I fucking love it. I'll probably never make my own shit ever again. It looks awesome. Definitely your best mud effects mm-hmm. by mm. far. I think Definitely. this is the best model yet, honestly. I agree. This yeah. is a good looking model. This is titties, honestly. Yes, yes tits. My boys. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. And the next next slide has uh, better interior pictures. I'm, I'm, I do love the interior. That was fun to do. Out of that basket of bread with the made the tarp over it with the tarps on the ammo. Ammo racks on the sides. And uh, yeah, I used the slightly red color. Try to make it look like the red oxide primer, but I don't know how well that turned out. Looked looks good to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was fun, though. It was very fun. I enjoyed... I think my favorite part of the interior is the tarps covering the ammo with the exposed uh, ammunition for that 20 mil. Yeah, those tarps turned out really well. Sometimes it's hard to get them looking good. Thank you, thank you. And the next one, showing off oh, the base. That's frozen creek, dude. Look at that. That yeah, was... Smexy. That was oh, used. Holy. <laughs> uh, the creek was made with uh, advanced silicone clear for kitchen and bathroom projects. Uh, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah, bruise and bruise off YouTube. I got that idea from him, and it was great idea. I wanted to use that to make icicles, but I got too impatient, so that probably won't happen. Um, but yeah, this has been fun. I used the same thick mud European earth texture. And then the regular earth texture for the groundwork, and that was like, excuse me, shit. Um, like I said, I'll never. I don't think I'll ever go back to make my own because this is just works so fucking well. Is that is that uh, chip scene there? Is that um, aluminum foil with uh, toilet paper on top? Oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot about the ship. Yeah, so that's the Tamiya 1-700 Matsu I'm working on. And that is, it's not toilet paper. So the way the way I got that was you crumple up tinfoil, you glue it down, mm-hmm. and then you glue down one big sheet of tinfoil on top of it. And then that's tinfoil. Okay, yeah. And then you get uh, glue and put it on top so paint sticks better. Like, it's a better surface to grab onto. And then that's, I sprayed Tamiya XF2 white. Um, you can see it kind of in that middle picture better where I got the lower parts of where the waves aren't capping. I see that. Yeah. Uh, that Why way I... so many planes? Uh, <laughs> because, okay, so the Matsu, if you don't know, was used as a Japanese... It was like the front most ship that god damn i can't think uh it escorted convoys supply convoys from japan to 
whatever island they were fucking off on. And it was kind of like their, their, their ship escort, right? So they got ambushed quite a bit. And I think there was like 12 or 14 of them made. And I think all but two got destroyed. So I'm making a, I don't know, vignette diorama of the Matsu being ambushed by US P-40s and being retaliated by uh, Japanese aircraft. One of them I'm making white. You can see they're on the bottom left. And the others are going to be the Japanese Navy green. or Yeah, Japanese Navy green. And then the figures for the 251 dial on the far right on the bottom. Mm, mm -hmm. That's pretty nice. But uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to. And I'm looking forward to... I should have that my Battle of the Bold entry done by the end of next weekend. Right before we finish out the, the timeline. I just got to get snow on the ground. So Nice one. Looks great. Thank you, fellas. Oh, here Ooh. I am. I don't, Hunter. I'm not sure why there's the four. I think I added some more stuff, but that's a strange configuration there. Um, all right. So, yeah, not great pictures. I took them with haste before I was heading out the door. Um, but, yeah, that's you can basically see the uh, camo I threw on the panther there. Uh, with the, uh, it's the forest green and the red oxide there. And I did leave the, uh, road wheels tan as well. That's cool. Um, yeah. And so for figures, my, my resin figures came from Allie. Finally. Yes. Yeah. Nice. They, uh, they look great. Um, but by the time I got them, I realized, like, well, I'd sealed this panther up, and I realized that with the figures that I got, um, there's not going to be any way to see the uh, interior, because, I, well, I put a ton of work into that interior. I wanted to kind of show that off, right? So you can see in the top right picture there, the alley figures actually came with extra heads, and I'm actually, like, scratch building a figure that will be opening up the uh, engine door there just to give it a reason to be open so nice. like i'm just kind of putting yeah. together i guess this is four different figures here and um it's it's a lot of to me a putty but i think it'll be i think it'll look all right and uh jack out here doing doing what needs to be done scratch building figures <laughs> where does it stop it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> um but yeah, that's pretty much how that's going. I've got that base there too. Uh, yeah, you can see on the uh, bottom left there actually, because um, it's a late panther. One of the toolboxes there has been ripped off, leaving the uh, hull red primer there. That should leave a cool effect. Um, and it's also, the whole thing's covered in these cables as well. I don't know if that looks, I can't decide if it looks corny or not, but I think I'm just going to try and keep them. Because why not? My guy, you're, I love that you're making a late war panther. <laughs> They're I, fun uh, to make. You can just kind of, I, I deliberately like ripped all the tools and stuff off of it too, so. Nice. 
Panthers like, are just fucking. They're my favorite German tank. So they're cool. They're neat, and you can you can do a lot with them because there were a decent amount of them, and uh, a lot of them looked pretty scrappy. I don't. You, the, these pictures don't really show it, but Did I've ripped a lot of fenders off of them, off of this one. So, Good. yeah, yeah. Did you uh, add Zimmerman to this one or no? No, because it's a late one. This is right, after they stopped right. using the Zimmerman. You're right. I wish those pictures were a bit better, but I actually did some pretty nice uh, color modulation on the top with uh, like lighter tones where the uh, green would be a little more faded and then worked Whoa. it down. And it looks pretty nice. You'd have to... I'd have to get some better photos or show it in person but i'm excited with how it's turning out and maybe i'll spend all day tomorrow weathering it we'll see you should definitely take pictures and send them to us tonight i will i will but um yeah that's what i've been up to i've got exams coming up so i've been studying as well model machine is slowing down but it's not quite broke because i've got a deadline so we'll see if i make it Okay. Oh, oh God. <laughs> that brings us to uh, the last segment on today, tonight's episode. My brother, uh, I will be doing a review of Tamiya's new-ish uh, A34 Comet cruiser tank in one thirty-fifth scale. I'd like to preface this review by saying that while I am not biased, I would like to thank Great Hobbies and uh, Borgfelt for being so kind as to provide me with the kit to build. Um, however, my views are not representative of any views that they may hold. Uh, regarding this. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so this is going to be my totally unbiased review. So, uh, before we get into it, um, basically, yeah, let me pull up my review. I actually wrote here, because I actually wrote quite a bit on our Discord server. If you want to see that, uh, you can actually go on there. So, uh, basically, what do we have here? So back uh, in 2022, Tamiya released this. The, the Comet was the primary 30, and all the way back. Um, this was their main flagship release for 2022 in 35th scale armor. It represents the A34 Comet in its original configuration during the Second World War. Um, that features basically the earlier style uh, Normandy cowling exhaust, uh, the earlier tracks, j- just like... They used comets extensively after the war, but this one represents one that saw service in uh, Western Europe right up until 1945. So, guess where do we start with it? So, the kit has, I believe, five sprues. Um, it has just over 300 parts. It's all molded in their conventional olive drab plastic. Um, there is one sprue of clear parts, uh, very small. There's only like one part that you actually end up using from it. Um, and it does not have photo etch. The kit has Lincoln-like tracks, which are fixed. It doesn't have working suspension or uh, running gear. And it has a one-piece cannon barrel for the 17-pounder, um, which is fixed in place by a one-piece canvas mantlet, um, which basically fixes the elevation. So basically, the way that you see the comet in this photograph and this one, this is exactly how it would look if you built it. Unless you did some major surgery, this is exactly how it's going to look. And I built this basically entirely out of the box. Uh, the kit features two figures, uh, 
both of which are in the turret. They are Tursal figures. I'll speak a bit more about those in a minute. But yeah, so basically, the the best overview I can give of it is that this is about as no frills of a comet as you'll get. Um, Bronco makes one. They made one way back in, I think, 2008, and they re-released it with a metal barrel and individual link tracks, I want to say in 2014. Um, this does not have much in common with that. It doesn't have photo etch uh, metal parts or anything like that. However, I will contend that this is actually the better kit. So in this slide, what you can see is basically the way it looked fully assembled prior to me taking it all apart again and painting it. Okay, so uh, just to get off the bat, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about basically how I built it and then finished it. Um, and then I'm going to get into sort of the pros and the cons of the model. So right off the bat, when it comes to painting, so Tamiya has an actual color. I think it's XF61 dark green. Um, and that color is basically what they call out as the British SCC-15, which is the type of color that they painted the uh, comets in. So I did some more research regarding the Tamiya callout for it. And as best as I can tell, it is... You could totally get away with using uh, the Tamiya callouts in the instruction manual for this. It would be a little bit light um, for SCC-15. I think they'll really, especially if, you've, if you're representing a tank that's, say, not fresh off the factory floor, it's been in the sun for a while, this paint's starting to bleach, you would have no problems with it. Um, it would be a pretty good highlight color, actually. The way I finished it, however, was with a collection of three Tamiya paints, XF81, 71, and 58, um, mixed using the Mike Starmer mix, which is, as far as Dawn on the server tells me, the about the definitive uh, paint mix for it. And then here are basically just a few photos of the kit after I finished it. Basically, most of the things that you see in this photo are going to be what you get in the kit. The only changes I made, and I'll get into uh, some of these in more detail in a second, were the grab handles on the uh, engine deck. I changed the heads from the Tamiya kit uh, heads to some spares I had from AliExpress. I scratch built just a little hood for the loader, and I added this teacup. But other than that, everything you see here is what you get in the kit. So it actually is pretty cool. They give you spare tracks and some stowage pieces as well as this really cool four-part uh, tow cable. So this is not one piece. This is actually like four pieces you have to join together precisely. Uh, but I think it looks pretty pretty good. So how, so how does that tow cable like go together? Like is it So essentially what you see here, so hold on, let me John Madden this. So, all right. So down here at the bottom, all of that is one piece. Okay. Yep. Each of the tow cable ends is one piece. And then there are two pieces but that basically connect from the central piece to the tow cable ends. And you have to put that all together. It's actually not as bad as it sounds. Uh, that seems pretty pretty good. I mean, it definitely looks a lot better than, say, a single molded tow cable. Yeah, or a string. Yeah. Yeah, well, with this uh, kit, again, the goal here was basically to show what you could get with the kit um, out of the box. So I, again, you know, I made minor alterations, like, say, adding wire to the commander's headset, you know, adding a helmet here and some masking tape for the straps between the tie downs on the turret. But aside from that, this is exactly what you would get with the kit. Um, 
I have heard varying opinions on it. Um, really, the main crux of the issue, it seems, with this kit was the canvas mantlet cover. So what Tamiya does here is they give you just one piece that's pre-molded, and you slot the uh, machine gun and the cannon barrel into it. Personally, I thought it was pretty good. I thought that if you were willing to do some dry brushing to kind of highlight some areas, it, to me, looks like canvas, so I'm happy with it. Um, but the only thing with this is that it does prevent you from being able to uh, super elevate the gun. So if that matters to you, I'm sure that there are going to be 3D printed conversion parts where you just get the bare uh, mantlet. I'll come out in the future, if not already. I do know that uh, T-Rex Studio has already made individual like individual length and length tracks for the uh, for this kit. But yeah. Um, trying to think yeah i tried to give it a, a bit more of a heavily weathered finish as if it were driving through the the winter snow and mud and then through a city afterwards yeah well it looks damn fine thank it you it sure does i love the uh this is more of your doing obviously but i love all the little extras you did like the grass and the fucking the muddy stuff going on in the wheels and in the uh the extras that you said you'll talk about later yeah i mean speaking of the extras so one of the things i really liked about with this kit is uh to me has really gone like full in with this whole lincoln life track business right and i mean people have their opinions about it some people don't like it because it's kind of restrictive you can't pose the suspension and whatnot um i liked it because what i was able to do was assemble the entire uh side of tracks so I had to, I could glue all of the uh, road wheels to the tracks and I could just pull them off, which allowed me to basically do, do these effects on the inside of the hull where you see things like grass and built up on leaves and whatnot. Um, the Lincoln length tracks really make it easy to access that. Um, and I will say also with Tamiya, what they're doing now is they're actually on the return rollers putting male and female connectors so that you actually cannot, as long as you follow the instructions, you cannot install these tracks incorrectly. Like the sag will always be perfect, which is really nice. That is awesome. That is that is a really good idea. So see when tracks are like that, that's you can't beat that. Yeah. So basically if I want to talk about the advantages with this kit, I'd say the seventeen pounder gun barrel, first of all, is molded as one piece. There was a faint seam line, but literally all it took to get rid of it was just take my hobby knife and drag it along, like at a perpendicular angle. And that's all it took to get rid of it. Um, the tracks are very detailed, but they're also very easy to assemble. A lot more uh, expedient than, say, individual link. The detail on this kit overall was pretty good. I'd say, really, the only thing I can... And I'll talk about the uh, grab handles in a second. The only other place where the detail was maybe not amazing was the commander's sighting vane on the top of the turret. But that's the kind of thing where if you were very careful and you took a knife, you could just basically eliminate all the extra plastic on that. But overall, it was very good. Now, the issues with the kit, because there are some. So first of all, if you want to do a post-war comment, basically anything other than 11th Armored Division, uh, you can't do that with the kit, with the, uh, kit de decals. Um, they give you two marking options. Uh, the same tank from the same... Uh, division from the same unit one's 52 the other is 54 so there's basically just two different names of the tanks and that's all you get 
Now, I do believe that Star Decals has made a pretty big decal set for post-war users, but yeah, in the kit, that's all you get. Did, um, uh, did Canadians ever use the uh, no. Comet? Nope. Oh, this that's was, a pity. So Otherwise, the autoloader British... decals to the rescue. <laughs> so the British used it uh, both in Britain, Germany, and Hong Kong. The Cubans used it, the Finnish used it, and the South Africans used it. See, I would have thought a tank like that would have been used by a lot more people. You yeah. would have thought. Yeah. But yeah. aside from that, so there's basically one kind of issue. I think uh, I think Christian on the server was pointing this out when the cat, you know, like the first test shots of this kit came out. So on the engine deck, and I've included a reference photo from Bovington just to give you a bit of perspective. As you can see here, like the grab handles are molded on. It's basically these blobs, right? Trash. Yeah. So look at those compared to the actual grab handles. So basically, with these, if you actually want to like make it look more realistic, you really have to do this. Like I'd say every other detail on the kit you can overlook as being due to the scale. But these ones, you will have to replace. So the way that I went about um, making them more accurate was I actually would cut off each of those individual nubbins. Let me see if I can get a photo here. Yeah, here we go. So all the nubbins I cut off with side cutters, smoothed it out with um, my razor blade. And then thanks to Owen at work, we basically just took a bunch of brass, bended it to the right shape, super glued it in, um, and there you have it. Beautiful. Awesome. Awesome. That yeah, brass that looks really good. That looks and way better. Yeah, That's the kind of detail that you will notice when you look up close. Aside from that, the kit was pretty good. Um, I've mentioned the gun barrel. I've mentioned the tracks. Another really good feature of this kit was the figures. And you can see them up top here. So the two figures you get in the kit are for the commander and loader. They are both torso figures. So basically, they, you know, with Tamiya, they don't give you the full body. They just sit on a platform that you attach to the inside of the turret. Um, they are really, really good. So basically, everything in the olive drive plastic is what you got, and they were fantastically molded. The sculpting is very, very realistic. Um, the only thing that what I decided to do is I changed out the heads on them, basically because the kit parts are okay. They are a little bit chunkier, though, and I mean that's kind of you know partially the limitation of just you know injection molding the faces. But yeah, these are two AliExpress spares I had. Um, yeah, I'm going to be using those Tamiya heads for a later project. I'd say if you were just willing to use a bit of careful painting and some uh, washes on them, you'd probably get a pretty decent result. But yeah, so the uh, figures are very good. They lend themselves well to doing things like you know. Uh, uniform and fabric highlighting and they give uh, the model a bit of a story as well so in summary with the comet i would say with this kit the you're going to get an acceptable or in some cases good level of detail if i were going to build one again i would probably recommend getting a 3d printed part for the commander's vein uh, for the site and then also, again, I would recommend swapping out the grab handles for brass. Um, the, probably one of the best parts of this model was how easy it was to assemble. I took quite a long time to build it, but that was primarily because I was recording every step of the process. 
if you wanted to, you could build it in the weekend. Um, very easy assembly, very enjoyable. The instructions, as usual, are, are very helpful. And the way that the kit is put together, it gives you a lot of options for if you want to do things like thin out the fenders or add aftermarket. Uh, that's very easy to do. Uh, again, the torso figures are very well molded, but the heads will need very careful painting. Um, the one-piece barrel, as I said before, that's something that's good to see to me doing because, you know, who who, who here likes cleaning up uh, seam lines? What? <laughs> yeah, uh, the tracks are well done. Um, and the only other thing really is that there are, again, limited marking options that come in the kit. So if you want to do basically anything that's not 11th Armored Division, prepare to buy aftermarket decals. And yeah, so in summary, I would personally highly recommend it. I know that Jack has got one on my recommendation, and hopefully you like it, Jack. Oh yeah, um, I've got it in the stash right now. <laughs> yeah, Same. personally, honestly, with the ease of assembly and the really good details, I'd say this is one of the better kits, better tank kits I've ever seen, for sure. You've ever seen? Ever seen? Yeah. Ooh. Like this, like I might be going hard on it for the grabbing handles, but overall, this thing is fantastic. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Very nice. I definitely definitely want to buy one when I can afford it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm considering doing the Cuban one. There, there's some. uh, I don't know if this would be doing it justice, but there's an abandoned pink Cuban comet in a forest. Oh God. (laughs) I don't know if it would be doing the kit justice, but. Why not? You know, and that's one of the good things about it is like if you want to get aftermarket tracks, the the I think they would just fly on. Yeah, so that's it was a very well done kit. And also, I will note that there was casting texture on the turret. Um, it was subtle, but when you look at photos of the real thing, even on the real thing, it's very it's almost unnoticeable. So you could totally document it up with uh, Mister Surfacer if you wanted, but you don't have to. It's kind of up to your own personal preference. Good touch on their end, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do so. I do like um time use casting. There's a lot of times where it you know, you sit there and I could, but the texture's there already and it's decent enough. Mm-hmm. Another thing with the texture was the weld beads. So at first I was looking at the weld beads that they give you on the kit and I was like, mm, these don't look that well defined. Then you look at an actual photo of a commenter and you realize they were just so good at welding, you barely even notice the uh, the weld bead. <laughs> Everyone's used to uh, flame cuts from like Germany or the god awful welding on like T34s. Exactly. Yeah. No, this stuff I will say based on the reference photos, um, you don't have to worry about say, oh, there's no weld beads here. Well, no, they're there. It's just that they're so subtle that you can't really notice them. But yeah. So that's good. Highly recommended. Sweet. And Sounds like it's good at what it tries to be. Yes. And it's such a damn good looking tank as well. Oh, it's I'm glad that I've done tank. justice. I love the comet. It's just a shame they didn't add more like it didn't actually get more use in real life so that they're limited on decals is the only bad thing. Yeah. Hmm. Well, thank thanks for that uh, review, Dennis. That was very, well, you very helpful. Having... I'm sure everyone else will find that very, uh, very helpful. And one hundred percent. Comet Club. <laughs> comet, <laughs> Comet. 
Right, so we have been going on for an hour 20, which is probably a good time to start wrapping up. Are there yeah. any other announcements we might have? I've got a few, but I'll give it to everyone else. Does anyone else have anything personal, podcast-wise, anything? <coughs> My AliExpress order came in. I forgot to mention that earlier. Nice one. <laughs> Go uh, check out yeah. Greg's uh, video on his uh, AliExpress order. It's on his YouTube channel. I'll drop the link in the description. Yeah, and I've somehow managed to revive my YouTube channel from the grave. Oh, so, how'd you manage that? <laughs> well, I had the Mark IV Tadpole all like fully um, built and videoed, but I was having difficulty with the voiceover because, you know, I'm neurotic as fuck. So I did two videos with just captioned, but everyone said I should try and do voice and voice again. So on the latest one I did with the uh, the MiG-19, I actually did voiceover and yeah, so I'm trying, trying to uh, oh, yeah. try and keep it active as much as possible. Uh, I've put a vote to the viewers on what I'm going to build next, and since I've finished everything. I've just I've had a look at that vote, and next up I'm going to be building the mono, my monogram Dornier DO17Z. So uh, don't know when that video will be out, but should be good. I love the Dornier. Fuck yeah! Um, nice one. So uh, as usual, we've got the Patreon. I will be loading more videos at some point soon to that. That's only for as little as a dollar, you know. Show us a bit of love, but you don't have to. That's fine. Uh, we've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that bollocks. So go follow us on that. <clears throat> Message us if you want to. Send us an email. You know, even if you want to abuse us, that's fine. <laughs> we get it. But, uh, yeah. Group build is coming to an end as well. You've got 10 days left, so if you are doing it, I know... Um, there's been some really good builds coming out of that, especially bloody um, MD, Martin Drayton. Oh, yeah. oh, dude, he is killing it. My man's building yes. a mile higher. That guy, his, was it a Jagdpanzer four coming off a reference photo? Jesus Christ. Dude, he, he nailed it. Yeah, that thing looks amazing. And we've also got a, I think we've got uh, seven seven submissions so far and we're waiting on i think we've got another six to go to come in so and that's well, we got uh, prizes too yep yep so that should be coming out later uh, we're still waiting on james skiffin he hasn't shown us what he's been doing lately so hopefully he'll sh he'll let us know but other than that um yeah that's me tapped out dennis <laughs> Well then, on that note, you have been watching and listening to the Micro Machines podcast. If you've been with us up until this point, thank you so much for sticking around. And we will return next week with the T-55. All right, bye, everyone. <laughs> See ya. See you later. Bye.